the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In God's kindness and in His love, He has afforded to us His Spirit and various gifts attending that Spirit so that we might function as a church that glorifies God. Hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. We're continuing our journey through 1 Corinthians, taking some time to work through chapter 12 and the spiritual gifts that the Apostle Paul lays out here, just exactly what they are. Well, today, on the specific gift in question, we'll also pay a visit to Ephesians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul speaks of it there as well. It is the gift of evangelism, what it is, why it is so important, and how we use it. With today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely. You know, God provides all of the parts necessary for His body, but many Christian churches are crippled because some Christians are sitting on the bench instead of finding and exercising their God-given gifts. Now, there are four main lists of spiritual gifts in the New Testament, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 1 Peter 4, and Ephesians chapter 4. We're in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So the purpose of God giving these various gifts of leadership was to equip the saints for works of ministry. The New Testament teaches that every believer is called to do ministry, not just the people with the degrees or the collars or, or whatever. It's every believer is called to do a ministry and is endowed with spiritual gifts in order to be able to fulfill that. The spiritual gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor teacher are provided by God to the church to equip saints to do the work of ministry. When we met last week, we studied apostles both the office and the gift, as well as the gift and office of pastor teachers. And we're going to look at prophets later in greater detail. But let's look at the gift of evangelism. Evangelistis. Evangelists are men who proclaim good news. The specific term evangelist is only found here in Ephesians in Acts 21.8, where Philip is called an evangelist. And in 2 Timothy 4.5, where Timothy is told to do the work of an evangelist. Uh, outside of that, it is found 54 times as a noun and 76 times, I'm sorry, 54 times as a verb and 76 times as a noun, underscoring its important, uh, importance to the church. Uh, Jesus himself is, is identified as an evangelist in preaching the gospel in Luke 21, as did the apostles in preaching the word in Acts 8.4. The work of an evangelist is to preach and explain the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ to those who have not yet believed. He's a proclaimer of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, people who have this gift love to be around non-Christians. They know how to strike up a conversation with non-Christians and lead that conversation around to Jesus. They have an acute sensitivity for the prompting of the Holy Spirit 
or verbal and nonverbal cues that a person may be open to receiving the gospel. Often, people who have been Christians for a while or have been raised in Christian homes do not develop or lose the ability to communicate with non-Christians. This was true of Timothy. He was raised in a godly home. Both his mother and grandmother are identified by name in the scriptures as being exceptionally godly women. And so sometimes we lose the ability to communicate with non-believers. And that's probably why Paul had to tell Timothy to do the work of an evangelist, because he didn't have the gift of evangelism, because he was raised in a believer's home. Now, people with this gift can be aggressive, uh, persuasive, and sometimes flat-out abrasive. Uh, they genuinely believe, believe they have the answers, and that which, that's what makes them so convincing when they tell people about Jesus. And when they are correct and under the influence of the Holy Spirit, then these personality traits can be very beneficial, such as when persuading someone to make a decision of faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. However, when someone has this gift, the gift of evangelism, and is incorrect or off track, they can lead many people astray. Now, did Jesus have this gift? And the answer is yes. In fact, Jesus loved hanging out with sinners. He was so popular among the sinners that they often invited him over to their home for a party. Uh, Jesus himself said in Matthew 11, For John came neither eating nor drinking, that's John the Baptist, and they say he has a demon. This guy's a little, you know, out there. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say he's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. What was Jesus saying? Well, first off, you can't make everybody happy all the time. Okay, they're always going to, somebody's going to find something to complain about. But Jesus was also saying that he enjoyed hanging out with sinners. In fact, so much so, the religious types called him a glutton and drunkard and friend of sinners. In John chapter 4, Jesus struck up a conversation with a Samaritan woman at the well. And she was deep into a life of sin. And within a short period of time, Jesus had turned the conversation towards presenting the gospel. And she had accepted the gospel presentation. She then went into town and she invited others to come out and meet Jesus, saying, Come in and meet the man who told me everything I ever did. And many of the townsfolk came out and they got acquainted with Jesus, and they also believed in the gospel. You see, Jesus knew how to communicate with people outside of the church. So I'll ask you, do you have this gift? Do you have this gift? Do you have a, a passion about seeing people saved? Do you look for candidates every place you go? Do you regularly ask the Holy Spirit to lead you across someone's path or someone's path across yours so that you can present to them the gospel? You know, some things are better caught than taught. Better caught than taught. And the passion for evangelism is contagious. So we need to have evangelists around so that we can hang out with them and catch their passion. They can show us how to share Jesus with others. And the best training in this case is on-the-job training, not in a classroom, but where we go and we hang out with people who have the gift of evangelism and catch their passion and see how they open a conversation with a total stranger on the street, lead the conversation to Jesus, and lead the, the person to Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Best job, the best training is on-the-job training. Now, if, if you want to learn how to share the gospel with a total stranger, then I, I'd like to suggest that you hang out with some of our people who have the gift of evangelism. Uh, Pastor Bert, uh, Brother Ted, and others who have this passion for seeing people accept 
Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, there's a couple of more gifts that we want to look at while we're here today. The next gift that we want to look at, or actually gifts, are the gifts of help and service. So if you'd like to turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, they're mentioned there. These gifts of service and helps are related. The Apostle Peter, by the way, gives us the shortest list of spiritual gifts. In 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11, he categorizes all of the spiritual gifts into two categories. Those that are related to speaking and those that are related to action. Verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all of the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Now, whenever we use the spiritual gifts or gift that God gave us, then we bring glory to God through Christ Jesus. And some of us think that God is only interested if it's something spectacular. And the Bible says that's not the case. Jesus said in Mark 9, 41, I tell you the truth, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name, because you belong to Christ, will certainly not lose his reward. What was Jesus saying? Jesus pays attention to everything, even just giving someone a cup of water in his name. And when the time for rewards comes, Christ promised that a reward was certain. Now, this gift of helps is a gift for service in the broadest sense of supporting others in a day-by-day, oftentimes unnoticed way. Antilipsis is an especially beautiful word, meaning to take the burden off someone else and place it on oneself. Take somebody else's burden and carry it yourself. It's probably the most widely distributed of the gifts, and it's incredibly important to the ministry of the church. Uh, Paul used the same term in his final words to the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Paul said, In everything I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help, there's the word, must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, that phrase, more blessed to give than receive, encapsulates the personal mission statement of people who have this wonderful spiritual gift. The gift is not glamorous. It's not showy. In, such, in some churches, like the church at Corinth, that are really off-center, it was not highly prized or appreciated, but it is an exceptionally valuable gift to the ministry of the church. People who have this gift or these gifts are often most comfortable working behind the scenes, In Scrooge, they're probably not the people on the stage. They're the people behind the scenes, moving props, running sound and lights, applying makeup to actors, uh, cooking the meals for the team. And without them, we would not have Scrooge. They're essential to Scrooge. They're essential to every ministry of the church. These people are the ultimate team players. They love to be on the team. They love to do whatever they can do to help the team succeed. They look for things that need attention. They're very detail-oriented. Now, we've observed that Jesus is our model. So did Jesus have the spiritual gift of helps or service? And the answer is yes. If you like, you can turn to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. As you're turning there, I'll remind you of what Jesus said. It's recorded for us in Matthew 20, 28. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus said he came to serve. Now, in the culture of Jesus' day, one of the jobs of a servant was to wash the feet of guests. 
And the story is told to us in John 13 of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It says, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he'd come from God and would return to God. And so he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around him. Now, the story continues here. Peter had a problem with Jesus washing his feet, but there was some interaction there where Peter eventually acquiesced. And, and then verse 12, it says, After washing their feet, Jesus put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Great admonition from the Lord himself. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Find us online at highlands.us, highlands.us. And then come back and join us tomorrow for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely as we continue our journey in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and the spiritual gifts. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.